getting through to that right person, um, you know, over the phone. Okay. Um, and, um, and, uh, you know, we do a lot with, you know, meetings and introductions and things like that too. But, um, but the part I wanted to talk about today was, was just some of the things that I found that work for me, uh, when it comes to getting through that gatekeeper, um, you know, getting them on your side, um, putting you through to the right person love and, it. Uh, love and it. getting some, getting some positive results out of that. So, um, and, and a lot of these things you guys, everyone on the call may or may not already be doing. I'm just going to tell you what's worked for me and, and the experiences I've had. And, Perfect. uh, I can kind of go from there if you want, Chad. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Um, well, when I, when I get ready to start making my calls for the day, um, you know, I try to treat the, the gatekeeper like I would the CFO. I'm, I'm just, preparing to to make that introduction and um i've i've heard other people make calls before in the past and i've noticed that sometimes there's a difference in tone between talking to the gatekeeper and then when you actually get the cfo on the phone i, I try to yeah. treat that person as the same thing i don't know about you chad but that's that's that's, that's one good. thing i kind of prep my mind with um, i love it and um you, you know i i try to i try to see that gatekeeper as someone i'm already friends with you know, I, like, I already know this person. I've known him for years. You know, I try to, um, I try to go in with that mentality, um, because with, with the clients I do have, I am friends with those people, you know, we're friends on Facebook or what have you. So, um, I try to keep that in the back of my mind too. Um, I know there's some studies about trying to match tone, um, match the tone with the person you're talking to, you know, if they're, they're maybe the more analytical type and their, their voice is slower and, and, you know, things like that. You're supposed to match what, what you're hearing on the other end. I, I don't do any of that. I don't, I don't believe in that. I think it's more important to be yourself when you're on the phone. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that, Chad? Yeah, man, I, I would tend to, to say, let's be ourselves and be authentic. Uh, no, no question. Okay. Okay. And, um, Mike, yeah, hey, Mike, just said, you know what I like yeah. about that? One of the things we're all trying to do, we're, we're trying to act like we're talking to a friend or a neighbor. I think the more we're trying to get into this mirroring, the more we're getting away from the authentic, like you said, and the more you're just being yourself. To me, the most important thing about being yourself is it should be non-salesy, and that's really exactly. Yep, yeah, exactly. And I, love the, I just love the idea that that this person is important to you, and if they sense it, then that's going to matter. Right. I love yep. that. And they, and, and, and obviously, as you know, guys, they can pick that up over the phone. Um, so obviously when you're on the phone, it's not like being in someone's office. You don't have a lot to go on. Um, you can't see what's going on. You don't know what the environment looks like. Um, I, I, I just try to tell anybody I talk to is that I'll pick up on anything I can when I'm on the phone with them. For instance, I had a, I had a, a call I was on where she put me on hold for a second and it was this awesome hold music. It was, it was, it was just classic rock. It was really good stuff. And, and when she got back on, I said, Hey, I love your guys' hold music. Would you put me back on? And she laughed a little bit, found out it was the owner's iPod that plays on a, on a repeat. And, um, and, and we started talking about that and just kind of went with it and it was great. Um, or, you know, if you hear people laughing in the background, make a comment about that. Or, or, uh, if someone says, I'm sure this all happens to you guys, they'll say, Hey, good morning. You know, when it's really the afternoon, you know, try to crack a joke, try to, try yeah, to just so, break it up. So your approach is to just kind of be playful and, and not yeah. too serious get, and not to, get, and not to bowl over her to get to what you really want. 
Right. Get them to laugh. That's if they if they if they'll laugh with you. Uh, that that takes it to the next level. Um, so, for instance, I'll start out with uh, well, if, and if they give you their name, you know, obviously use it. I have to write it down every time I'm I'm on the call. I'll write it down so I don't forget. But um, but the one of the thing I found that works for me is using that, like you said, that pattern interrupt. Um, you know, just like your example, yeah. Chad and Jeff, where you, where you walk into Best Buy and just say, oh, "I'm just looking." So when when someone says, you know, John Smith Trucking, this is Jenny. How can I direct your call? You know, I'll say, hey, Jenny, how's the day treating you so far today? And and the typical response is, you know, good or fine or whatever. Um, but before she can answer, and I've, I've kind of tweaked this on, you got to get your timing just right. But if you but if you almost interrupt them, and, and what I'll do is say, you can be honest, we're in trucking. You can be honest, I, I know we're in trucking. And, and I smile <laughs> when I say it. And, and I'll tell you, I get more and more people um, laughing about that and opening up because you just kind of, you just kind of break that pattern. They're expecting you to say, Oh, great. Or, you know, the, the normal thing. But, um, and then at that point I just, you know, Hey, this is Mike. I'm just looking to speak to the person that handles the insurance decisions for the company. Is that John or Roger or who should I ask for? Um, and the reason, that, the reason I say it that way is because we use, uh, the central analysis bureau, the cab report, and I'm sure there's other folks on the call that use that information as well. So we know at least two names within the organization that are, that are, have somewhat of importance. And, um, and we also know their email address and we also know when their insurance renews. So I'll use that data and I'll say those names kind of like I already know them or I've talked to them in the past. Yeah. I think that's great, man. I love it. Love it. The simple um, things that matter, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, as so you con you contrast that with if Mike was asking an open-ended question to a gatekeeper like, "Hey, who handles that?" You get a very different response normally than throwing those names up to create that familiarity. Yeah. Yep. As soon as you drop those names, they'll say, uh, "You know, oh, that that person no longer does it anymore," or "No, you need to talk to so and so," and 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 I I tend to get better better responses out of that. Hey, I've also found, I don't know if anybody else on the call has when I'm dealing with the gatekeeper and, and trying to, you know, endear myself to them, having fun with them, that same type of thing, Mike. Also, a good segue is, hey, I, I need your help. I don't know if you can help me. And, and then ask what you want, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um and now, now, what kind of tactics do you guys have if if that gatekeeper just no matter what you do, what your approach is, they're just they're just blacklisting you every time? I, I have a couple ideas. I'm just curious, what are some of the things you've done, Chad? Man, I'll tell you, for for us, Mike and Jeff, you may have a different answer for this, but 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 I'm the the reason that I'm all about physical creative drops that we can send to the person that we want is so that when we get to the gatekeeper, we can say, I'm the one that sent Mike the whatever. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, and, and I was hoping to speak with him. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. Kind of thing. Yep. That, that our answer to that has been the curiosity creating physical drop. You could just let him know I'm the one that sent. This is Chad Jenkins. You could let Mike know I'm the one that sent him uh, the, the, don the donkey pinata. 
Yep, yep. And and even if I'm looking for a different avenue just to find out who that person is, so I make sure I'm doing the correct physical job to the correct person. Um, you know, if that if that person at the gatekeeper is is not letting me in, I'll I'll try other tactics. And I'm sure you guys have used this. You know, you don't go don't hit zero. You know, I'll go into um, you know who the, go to the safety directors. Uh, you know, office. I'll try try that route, or even go to the shop guys. Those shop guys will talk all day long. If you just yeah, you know, oh hey, I accidentally got put to you, through to you guys. Who's the who's the one that you know handles the insurance decisions? And they'll they'll tell you right off. So kind of doing that fact finding. Um, but um, I, I had a good one for you, Chad. So I I I wanted to do a physical drop for this company. I actually had a meeting set up. I didn't have the I didn't do a physical drop. I just made a call to this uh, the safety director. And she uh, she set up. We had a, a meeting set up, and unfortunately, it was about 20 minutes away from a previous meeting that I had uh, that same day. And that that prospect meeting went an hour longer than expected, and I didn't have a chance to tell her to ask to reschedule and um, talk about pissing somebody off. Um, <laughs> she never took my call again. Um, and so what I did was I, I mailed her a note and just said, hey things happen. I apologize. I wasn't able to, you know, wasn't able to give you a heads up and just nothing. Um, but I did find out who the owner was and did a physical drop and he loved it. We're meeting. I just kind of skipped over her. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, Mike, let me say in case she ever needs to be soothed over, I had something happen, um, uh, something similar. And I, uh, and this worked very effectively where I live, we have a company that makes homemade pound cakes. So any kind of cake that's really good that you can order. And I sent this cake to this lady. And in your case, I would have said, hey, I know it kind of takes the cake when a guy has a meeting with you but doesn't and doesn't make it. So I thought I would return it. That's it. That's all I sent. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. And let me tell you, it was, Chad, this was a Chubb meeting that you and Brian thought I could go to and I, I couldn't. And, I, and somebody else, and I said, hey, I know it takes the cake. I wasn't there when you thought I was going to be there. So I thought I'd return it. And, and um, anyway, because you might need to mend that, just FYI, Casey, you know, we don't want her sabotaging you later. And Mike, right, I, right. go back to this. The other thing Chad's saying, the reason Mike's so good with these gatekeepers, we've had a lot of, uh, we just get thrown into voicemail. So the creative drop gets us out of voicemail. Mike, something else you were saying is so good. If that, if my answer, you, you answered your own question. If that gatekeeper's blocking you, you ask for a department that's open, that's very customer facing. And what, so let's say it's shipping and you get a shipping guy on the phone and you're saying, man, I don't know why I'm talking to you. I'm trying to reach the guy that handles the insurance. Is that Chad Jenkins? And yep. you think about a sales department, a sales guy will tell you anything. And so a, a, a gatekeeper is a closed department right? But, but shipping is an open department. They're customer facing. They'll tell you anything. They just want to get you off the phone. So, um, yeah. so, or I, you, or I you can pull the, way. yep. Or you can pull the, you know, from one sales professional to the other, you know, you understand what, you know, where, who I'm yeah. trying to reach. I'd appreciate a, hey, a hand. I think sales would be the easiest. If they have a sales department, would be the easiest person to call to say, look, I'm just looking just like you probably do. I'm just looking to see who do I send something to? Right. So we're, exactly. we're lowering the uh, who do I send some to? Hey, my big takeaway from today for you is, is pretend that gatekeepers, the CFO, that's worth today's call. Really recognizing. And, and you know what, Mike, going back to your somebody keeps uh, I've heard of a salesperson do this it was very effective. 
knowing gatekeepers weren't going to put him through, he would eventually call them and say, hey, I was just calling for my daily rejection to get you to tell me no. <laughs> and, he, and he said at some point they just soften and they're like, man, I'll let you talk to him. Um, it is. So I've used the, I, I've used the, this is a sales call. You can hang up. It, you know, Hey, this yeah. is Mike from Conco and Associates, a sales call. You can, you can hang up with me if you want to. Yeah. And then I pause, yeah. you know, I mean, you get them to laugh. I mean, that's, uh, that, that tends to take it a lot, a exactly. lot different direction. So. Exactly. And they all say, well, I really want to, but since you were honest, go ahead. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, let, let's uh, let's open it up to any questions. I know I know we got some great prospectors on here that sometimes can take one word and make some hay with it. Any questions for Mike as it relates to um, the the gatekeeper, and also uh, any any comments of some similar tactic tactics that you've used that that can help us all. Just raise your hand. Hey, and we'll Chad. You. If, yeah. if I could add to that, really any. So Mike's talking about a little bitty piece of this. But I think Mike's a good prospector. So, because you said, Chad, he doesn't struggle to get meetings. So, if you have any questions relating to prospecting for Mike, uh, those that would be open hunting too. Yes. Justin Williams. You see that hand, CJ? J Dog, I unmuted you, but for some reason, um, your microphone is not green. Um, Mayday, Mayday. So you probably jumped in on your computer. Just there we go. You should be live. There you go. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm uh, taking this call from the iPad, driving down the road doing drops. So um, <laughs> <laughs> on a motorcycle with no helmet. That's right. I I had two things to add talking to the gatekeeper. I do, um, you know. I kind of group together who I'm going after so I can do physical drops, like in-person drops for that CFO. And I really make sure just to tie into this that, you know, 90% of the time who I'm handing it to in the, in the front of the office reception, who's going to take my call next week? So I'm, I make sure I'm really nice and say, you know, yes, ma'am, or no, sir, or whatever. Um, but just kind of tying into that. And then when I call back, they have, I can say, hey, I'm the guy that dropped the card that had the coin inside of it. So, so they're like, oh, he was he or she were wondering about that, and there's already that personal connection because I've been there. So that that's the first thing I have. The, the yeah, that's good. The second thing I have is the second thing I have is if you know you're trying to get in touch with Susan, who's the CFO, and that gatekeeper is stonewalling you, find that department like you're talking about. And then when you get that department on the phone, you say, oh, they were supposed to transfer me to Susan. So when the call goes from that department to Susan, it looks like that department is calling Susan, not coming from the outside. So Susan Good. might pick up the phone because she thinks it's that department. Yeah. Good. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Justin. This is Jeff Jenkins. Yes. Would that also be the reason why I would always want a receptionist to transfer me through versus hitting a direct line? Yes or no? Uh, well, when I call, when I get the receptionist, they usually they'll usually put me right through. Um, but if you get one that I ran into one that's really stonewalling me, so and I know who I need to talk to, I've just got to call and figure out what department to ask for, so I can get somebody to pick me up there to transfer me to the CFO. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I like it. 
I like it a lot. Uh, that's tricky stuff, hey, Chad, but good, I, good, I, good, I love, good tricky. I love, Justin, I love Justin's point that I do my creative drop and the interaction I have with the gatekeeper could have a lot to do with whether he or she put me through when I call back next week. That's really good. Exactly. It's just an extension of Mike's earlier point that, you, you know, you recognize them and it helps. Uh, I love it. We got a question, uh, Mike, for you. Um, what kind of, and, and you may not do any and don't feel like you need to just because you're on our call and we talk about them all the time. But if you do creative drop-offs, what types do you use? So far, I have just done the coin drop. And uh, okay. that's that's worked well for me. I haven't done as many physically uh, as I have mailing them out. Um, the, the folks and, I'm and after are kind of all out? over. So. Do, you, do you send them out with a note? Do you just put it in an envelope with a card? Well, what one, do you, I don't I don't know if anyone ran into this. One thing I found out with the U.S. Post Office is that you have to put them in a, a type of, you have to send them out as a package, not an, a, a letter, because the coin will get taken out and uh, it won't reach its final destination. I found that out. Okay. Um, but uh, but what I'll do is um, I'll just like the, and I got that idea from you guys or from the, the previous people on the call, but I'll uh, put the coin on a just a four by three white card and I'll just put the note, you know, Jack, how many sides are on this coin? Mike, I'll put it in a in a little envelope, handwritten, no business card, nothing like that. And then I'll send it out, let it sit for two or three days after they get it, and then I'll start following up. So, yeah, it's worked yep. real well. Okay, great. Love it. I any other questions for Miguel? Justin, is it, I'm going to unmute you again just in case. Um, you got another question or comment and Justin, you there? Yeah. Hey, so talking about the coin drop, um, I, uh, I heard what the other guy said he puts on his card. I throw on mine, like, uh, Susan, the most important side of the coin is often the most forgotten. And what I, in the conversation, I tie that back to that edge of the coin and the edge being the different levers that, you know, most people forget to pull, they just shop your insurance, for example. Um, I also go to Walmart, and there's those flat cards like the other guy was talking about, but they're real colorful. They're pink and green and blue, and you get like 50 of them for like 10 bucks. It's like the cheapest cards I can find. But the reason why I like them is because they look like an invitation. So when I drop them yeah. off and I just put the person's name on there, they think they're getting an invitation. And I've actually mailed probably about 10 or 12 in the last couple of weeks. And every time I call, the people have always gotten them. So I don't know if that's just something different in the post no, thing for Oklahoma I'll, than I'll, somewhere else. I'll tell you, Justin, that this, this whole idea of disguising something and disguising might be too strong of a word, but, but if we use it, disguising a drop is an invitation it getting to the right person, I think, has really worked well. I, I think there's merit to it. Hey, Chad, and if I could just add on justice, man, I tell you, this is just me because we're, we, you know, Chad, we're all about reality. There's no, there's full transparency. I like Justin's thing a lot better 
about the, the most important side of this is overlook. I like that a lot better than asking this question. And that's just I me. Do too. And yeah. wonder I, I do too, Jeff. I'm um, with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I would I agree. I love that. The most important side of this coin is often overlooked. And then you go into the process with levers. I mean, that, I think that's really good. And man, yeah, I do too. Coins, that's these coins money. are dirt cheap. These coins are dirt cheap and easy to crank out if if they're effective. We know, man, this Yeti Arctic stuff's just been so damn good. We've never had it fail. But if that coin could work effectively, man, it's just inexpensive and easy. Yeah, and it, and it sets up the conversation so nicely. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of synergy around the conversation and the drop. You know, Justin, have you noticed that? when you when you follow up on that coin drop that some of the time that the, the statement you made in the in, in the coin itself doesn't even come up justin you're grayed out again uh, i've used a couple different approaches on kind of my opening statement um my whole thing is i just want them to have fun and i even tell them you know there's a story behind this coin but the whole point of it was really just to, to get you on the phone um, you know, yep. and make that make that connection, and then I kind of have fun with it. And I say, so based on what I said on the card, what do you, what side of the coin do you think is the most important? And they'll say heads, for example. And I'll say, well, that's not right, but I'll give you one more guess, and I'll kind of laugh. And then they'll laugh and pick tails, and I say, well, you're still wrong. And then I'll laugh again. Nice. And, uh, awesome. And, and then I go into the and say, hey, look at the edge of that coin. There's actually writing on it because I, I drop off the $1 coins that have. And you have to look at the ones you get because a lot of them will have the writing that's already been rubbed off of it. But um, And I mentioned that. And then they just laugh. And that just lightens the whole kind of mood up. And I say, hey, look, you know, that's when I go into the point of or the part of I just want to make a connection. There's really a story behind that. But what do you think about having lunch with me over the next, you know, one day in the next two weeks and I can tell you about it. So that that's kind of the approach I take. Yeah, that's great, man. Really good. Really good. All right. So we got a, uh, a question to talk a little more about the process of levers and, and the whole idea behind the levers, from my perspective, is, is this. Most people focus on one lever, and it is that lever of quoting their insurance. But the real impact that we can have are identifying other levers that happen long before the quote. And on the benefit side and the P&C side, those levers would be different. Um, but um, the, the idea would be, that, that there's plenty of levers that we could help them pull. And when Jeff and I do workshops and we, we get people to list out all the levers that, that a company could be pulling that have nothing to do with the quote uh, to lower their cost, it's always remarkable how many levers there are. And, and so we would always urge everybody, what are the different levers or, or different variables? Uh, we love the imagery, the mental imagery, Deanna, of of a lever that they could pull that they're not. And, and the reason we're going to meet is to identify what levers you could be and maybe should be pulling that brokers are not bringing to you. And, and then we go from there. So hopefully that answers your question. Hey, Chad, and, and it also speaks to this. We talk about the power of collaboration a lot. People get hear us 
are probably sick of that. And where that really came from was we've got all these different ways to say the quote, the last thing that impacts you. And somebody went out and used this lever conversation and it hit. And boy, it resonated with the prospect. It resonated with us. So, so we've been bloviating about it now for probably the past couple of months. Exactly. Well, to, to one point, Jeff, as I've ridden with a few producers and discussed it, it's just hard for people to argue with. We're actually saying a whole lot without really saying anything, right? The more we get into the, the, the depth of the conversation is how we can commoditize ourselves early in the conversation. And when we leave it at this idea that there's levers they could be pulling or variables that they haven't thought of, it's just a way to keep the deal moving uh, without giving too much information as well. Uh, all right, so we're, we're getting ready to wrap up, y'all. What a great call. Mike Spala, thank you very much, man. I thought this was a great call. You brought some great in, insight in, in, a, in, in a small piece of this that really thank does you. matter. And thank you, too, Justin, for always being willing to jump in. So uh, y'all have a great weekend. We got to hop on our P&C differentiation forum. Yeah, love y'all. Y'all be good. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Yep, bye.